Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is LaCharles and we're so glad you could join us. However, before we begin, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord, and we just thank you for all the various blessings that you provided for us inside of our lives, Lord, and that we can have a relationship with you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that we are no longer stuck on the tangible things that we can feel, Lord, but that we have a direct relationship with you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for those who are around us as well, Lord, that you are using them as you accomplish your will inside this earth, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we get into the Word and continue our study in the book of Hebrews. We are in chapter 9, and we'll be discussing verses 1 through 10. So I'd like to encourage you, whether it's your first time joining us or you're rejoining us, to pause the episode and just take uh, a moment to read through that section of Scripture. So that way it's easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. All right. And at this time, the floor is open. Give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, honey, honey. Okay. So in the last episode, um, you guys talked a lot about the tabernacle and the temple, which are two different places. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, as the, the Lord is ministering to the Apostle Paul here, he's really laying out and explaining or continuing the explanation of why this was a surrogate for mm-hmm. the true and the original. And if you if you actually think about it, the people here were mentally focused and connected to the copy of the copy of the copy. Absolutely. Only the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, was the copy of heaven. Mm-hmm. And so now... Yes, the Lord gave David instruction of what to do in the temple, but that was the second rendition. Solomon's temple was actually the second rendition. And then the third temple that was rebuilt after the diaspora to Babylon, that was the third. Well, you mean second temple, but third copy. And then they're going to build a third temple. The second rendition of the copy. The, the original copy was the tent of meeting. So mm-hmm. the, the original Solomon's temple was actually the second version mm-hmm. of yes. what was presented in the tent of meeting that God gave to Moses, right? And God did give David instructions about it, but that was still the second version mm-hmm. of what it was supposed to represent. And then the ten, the temple that they had in the time when Jesus was on the earth and the the people that the Apostle Paul is speaking to, this is the third rendition of the copy so the tent the the tent the tabernacle Absolutely. that was the first copy of yes. what was in heaven so this is a copy of the copy of the copy that they're looking at and because of that they're whittled down in verse 10 uh it references concerned with concerned only with foods and drinks various washings and fleshly ordinances imposed until the time of reformation mm-hmm. so he was telling them that you have been watered down from even the the first copy 
it's been watered down. So now that all you're getting is these, the things that are not the most, they're not the main thing about what the Lord was showing and certainly not the original. Um, and, you know, even letting them know that the, there was a time of reformation that was always intended by the father, which meant to reform your thoughts and ideas and restructure the plan. So you can catch on and come up to what God is actually saying and doing and proceed in the proper direction. And just like what's normal to human nature is, you know, even if you take a a piece of paper and you, you create a document and then you make a copy of it and then you hold that copy for a long time. And then eventually you replace that copy by making another copy of it. There causes a degrading of the image that's there. It's not as easy to read what's on the paper. It's not as clear to understand, but then time goes on that copy ages. And so you make another copy of that. And now you've got additional spots on the paper that weren't, if you look back at the original, they weren't there. Words are less easy to read. Some of them may even be so clouded with imperfection that the word itself becomes illegible. It might just look like a blob or a block and no longer has the same clarity and function and purpose that the original document have. So likewise with what the Lord um, is explaining here through, through the apostle Paul, what was in heaven is the original and the only representation, the only intention of the tent here on the earth, the tabernacle, and then the Lord allowed the subsequent temples to be built was so that we could understand and agree with God and cooperate with him when the time of reformation reformation arrived the time when christ would come and fulfill his duties as the great high priest for the saving and purification and cleansing of the inside and the outside of human beings so just as we are examining this making sure that we are sticking with christ he is the original one and while we appreciate the examples that were given that honored God. We appreciate those who have gone before us in faith and patience and inherited promises. We still have to hold fast to the original. We have to hold fast to the head who is Christ so that we don't become a copy of 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 a copy and no longer representing the truth of who God is, the truth of Christ or being deviated and um, deceived away from honoring God because we're following, you know, something that's two or three times removed or 10 times removed, depending on, um, you know, what it is in particular, but holding fast to the head and the grace that he's provided and the gift that he truly, truly um, brought and the Godhead desires and intended. So unlike what, what is said about the creation in Genesis where everything was good or suitable for its purpose, have we become unsuitable for our purpose by being a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy and not, I'll say, so stuck to the pattern, the original, which is Christ, for Mm -hmm. ourselves and our own lives that we have become degraded or fuzzy Mm -hmm. in our walk. Mm -hmm. And again, unsuitable for what we were designed and created to be. 
Mm-hmm. As you were speaking, Mommy, um, you talked about how they were, because it was a copy of a copy, that it was no longer what the Lord had directed, meaning that with Moses, he was shown directly what was supposed to be inside the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. And with David, he was shown, but it was Solomon who actually made it. Mm-hmm. And then the second temple was uh, trying to rebuild the first one. Mm-hmm. And so what the Lord was sharing with me here is that what we also see is that um, the Lord, through the apostle Paul, is saying that none of these earthly things really had any significance, I would say, in the regard of, the boat, the bulls and the ghosts didn't actually do anything. It wasn't their blood that had caused the Lord to back up and say, nope, I'm not going to do that to you. It was the Lord's own grace, which we see multiple times that he points out. It's my grace that's allowing you guys to continue to live on. And it's his grace and his mercy. But what the they had become concerned on the actual actions instead of understanding, as you had said, Mommy, what was behind it. Why they were doing what they were doing. With the um, with Moses, they were given the exact reasons why they were doing it and what they were supposed to be doing it. But when we see in the time of Jesus, they have gone through several phases of following the Lord, um, finding some writings of the Lord, trying to implement that, and going back and forth. And as such, they no longer had everything. Mm-hmm. And how Jesus pointed that out to them and said that you guys make of no effect the things that you guys say you're trying to uphold because of what you now put on it. And the, the traditions. traditions. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, baby. And the traditions that you have now um, placed instead of what the Lord had actually said. So the Lord has shown that inside the earthly. Actually, I'll do like this. Um, as children, some children, they get a little place set where it has a kitchen in it. Mm-hmm. You don't actually cook anything in there. It's just a representation of an actual kitchen. Mm-hmm. This is kind of. So it's a model. Yes. Of sorts. Mm-hmm. So that's similar to what they had. They had the play kitchen. They couldn't actually do anything in it. They were just supposed to do. So, if, mommy, if you told us, I want you to go prepare something inside the kitchen, we couldn't necessarily actually cook anything in there. But it was just if you told us to do something, we were going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's actually occurring here. That they're just going to do what the Lord had told them, or supposed to be doing what the Lord had told them. And the Lord was going to take care of what actually needs to needed to be taken care of hmm. he was going to provide the actual power and the strength i would say to actually get things done as i said the bulls and the goats really had no difference because you ate lamb chops every day <laughs> but what we also see is that he's saying that as you guys are going about this realize and understand that the lord is not looking for you to perform these actions in order to maintain who he is you're not essentially holding the Lord on our leash and saying, no, Lord, you can't do anything else because we are doing what you told us. Something that you, mommy and dad, often tell us about, that we're not holding the Lord to his word by maintaining and being obedient to what he said. He's doing it because he wants to. He's consistent regardless if we're doing what we're doing or not, doing what we're supposed to be doing or not. He's going to be consistent. We just have the opportunity to come into line with that, which is what he's also bringing up here. And deviating for a moment, I'd like to get into the various things that we see inside the um, Holy of Holies. We know that there was the Ark of the Covenant inside of which was the manna, Aaron's rod, and the tablets, the Mm -hmm. Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. They were inside of that. And the Lord was showing me that all these things Jesus had already talked about him being. He was the rod of Jesse. He was the bread 
that wasn't uh, like the man inside the wilderness who ate and they perished. He's and then the he, bread of life. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he was fulfilling all the law and the prophets, which includes the Ten Commandments. We see Jesus already talked about how all these things are have been completed, and that they're. Uh, I won't say that they were of no effect because they were still. Um, we still have to live by them. I don't. It doesn't matter if you're in the New Testament. If you murder somebody, you can be sure that there are going to be consequences for such. The Lord is not pleased with that. His character and his nature has has not changed. The Ten Commandments Uh came from his character and nature. But do you remember when I said, after you copy a copy and then make another copy of the copy, the more times you make a copy of a copy, the less clear the content becomes from the original. And actually, additions start to appear on the paper. Different spots, blemishes, impurities, imperfections start to start to appear on the paper, even though they weren't intentionally added, they weren't there to begin with, but they start to show as the copies degrade over time. And so there's an insertion of traditions that God did not initiate and insertion of beliefs that were contrary actually to the original content that was given to them or shared or displayed. So God's character and his nature has not changed. What changed is people adding to what God said. That's yes. where the change came in. That's the part that doesn't belong. But God is always who he is, always who he said he is. He does not take pleasure in murder. He didn't like it when Cain did it. He doesn't like it today. Yes. Right? There was no no change in that. However, God was merciful to Cain, and he's merciful today. And he was merciful yes. throughout the time. But he needed us to understand what happens when we engage in sin. And the consequence and the effects that it has to the one who partakes of sin and understand his righteousness and his justice. So his character has never changed and it will never change. He's gracious and he's good and his mercy endures forever, just like he said about himself. Right. Um, and as we spoke in a previous episode, the covenant has not changed with one exception. It's not the, bull, the blood of bulls and goats and rams and, and all that and, and lambs. It's the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the only difference to the covenant. I'll be your God and you'll be my people is still the covenant. Mm-hmm. And he allowed them to have a placeholder. Absolutely. Because they would not have comprehended the sinless, spotless lamb, the man, Christ Jesus, who which, is also God. Which is exactly why Paul is going back and talking about the tabernacle. And he's doing it in such a way to help his fellow brethren. The, the Jews of the day, and and even us today, understand why these things were there. Mm-hmm. And that's such a foreign concept. I don't think that we would have been able to understand without being able to look at this is what the Father put in place as a surrogate or a placeholder until Christ. It was the appointed time, not Amen. that Christ was late and showing up and his train was just arriving, but the appointed time that the Father had set in his divine timeline that he would send forth these the spotless lamb to um shed his blood for all sin of the sin of all humans that's what i mean by that um so we wouldn't have understood if we didn't have a have a an example ahead of time because it's so foreign so contrary to 
sin nature, first of all, but also to human nature. It's such a contrary thing once sin came into the earth to understand something like this. I mean, people have a hard time understanding it now, even Mm -hmm. why Christ would do that, you know, let alone all the depth of what was involved with his sinless life and his sacrificial um, death and being raised from the dead just would have been beyond comprehension and we wouldn't have been able to connect with it. Yes, mommy. And as you're talking about how all those blemishes are added to the paper as you continue to copy the copy, that's what Paul addresses inside the first verse. Then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary, which we see the divine was obviously what God had put in, put in place because he is divine, whereas the earthly sanctuary is essentially what man had added. That's how the Lord correlated to me. As I said, if you go back to the example of the plate kitchen where you can actually do nothing. Get your rubber eggs out. and Yes. <laughs> your little plastic skillet. and Yes, mm-hmm. and how those were replicas of what was actually going on that you may have seen. And you were copying it as such. And as you said, Mommy, this was helping them to comprehend and to begin to understand what was actually occurring. But what we also see here is that even in the place said, if you practice using a pan and having the eggs underneath it, that's not going to really have the effect. It's kind of like practicing for something the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You can't expect to come out and suddenly be able to do it perfectly now that you're in the real state or when it actually counts. That's not going to occur. You're going to continue doing it as the way you have done it. That's what we also see G- um, the Lord through Paul here is be- describing. He's saying, okay, you guys have been doing great with what the Lord has given you, but now come up. Hmm. Meaning that no longer be concerned with the place set. When you get to a certain age, I would not like to see a 20 man year, 20 old, 20 year old man inside of a little place set pretending to cook his eggs. <laughs> he needs to come out and actually get to the actual stove to cook Go it. To the real he wants kitchen. to eat. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see here is that as we're maturing and as we see Paul describes here um, inside of previous chapters inside of Hebrews that we have to continually be maturing. So he's walking through, the Lord is walking them through the steps of, okay, we have a better priesthood. Now we understand that Jesus was everything that was contained inside the temple. It was just what you guys were describing what Jesus was. He's everything inside of that and more. He's no longer limited to just one place as the temple was, which also goes back to how they had thought in their mind that God could only be accessed in one particular spot. That's how they knew him. They thought wherever else we are, it's free game. The Lord can't see us. Well, the ones who did not have a real relationship with him Mm -hmm. felt that way. But the ones who knew him knew better. Yes. Mm -hmm. And how we have to enter into an actual relationship with the Lord in order to fully come into what he has for us and no longer be inside the place set, but enter into what the Lord actually wants us to enter into. Mm Mm-hmm. So you bring up some great points. There's one other thing I'd like to add to what you're saying, right? As we begin to understand this, right, sometimes the way the Lord will utilize someone to help us understand is to talk about natural things first, right? Yes. Just so we can get on the same page and have the same conversation. Let us not forget that even with the first tabernacle, the point and purpose 
that the Lord was talking about was something far greater than just having this tent of meeting or tabernacle. Same with the temples. What the Lord was getting at always was that he would live and dwell among his people. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, is when he said, hey, I'm going to tear down this temple and rebuild it in three days, confirm what he said in the Old Testament because he, he wanted to live and dwell among us and, and actually within us. Mm-hmm. The fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, living and dwelling in us. Mm-hmm. We are the temple. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that when we get to verse 11. But Paul is starting this explanation and example and, and teaching so that we, he's establishing, if you will, a baseline of understanding first. So that we, the Jews of the day and us today, right? And by Jews of the day, I mean the Jews of Paul's time, followed out all the way to today, and us who are grafted in can understand this was the Lord's desire from the beginning. We have to come into alignment with him, that divine order, and not have all these carbon copies mm-hmm. that or watered down examples that usually end up degrading our faith. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot in there. We're going to pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. And we just thank you that we have a true and living relationship with you, Lord, that you are in fact our God and we are your people, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we just thank you that we can come to you, Lord, and to speak with you about what we have on our hearts, Lord, and that you provide wisdom and understanding for all things, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you've given us your Holy Spirit as well, Lord, that you've given us him to guide us into all situations, Lord, and tell us things to come, Lord. We just thank you for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.